Welcome to another edition of the Snap Podcast, bringing you our views of all the goings on in the NFL in a very British way. The doghouse is plagued at the moment, so we find ourselves in deepest, darkest Bedfordshire, where I'm joined by Griff, Johnny Fresh, and a laid-back Gilo, much to our chagrin. Uh, fourth and Inches once again fails to make an appearance, and as reported by local press, it can't be confirmed that he's ground zero in a local case of facial vomiting. He he um he mentioned he made a joke about another uh, man's wife's alopecia, and uh, just got slapped the the shit. Any out joke of. about alopecia coming from Paul would be <laughs> pot kettle black yes, right yes. there. <laughs> I mean, he's the only man on this podcast with a shinier head than me. Yeah. I'm surprised we've gone there that quickly. I thought we'd get it in early. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, right, so there may not be any play on the field, but there's plenty of activity off it, and we start with yet another blockbuster trade, which is becoming the norm in the NFL this offseason. This time, star-wide receiver Tyreek Hill moves to the Chiefs, sorry, moves from the Chiefs to the Dolphins for a first, second, and fourth round pick this year, and a fourth and sixth round pick next year. So in the arms race that is the AFC, does this put the Dolphins in contention? No. No, I wouldn't think so either. Clearly not, because Tyreek Hill is only as good as whoever's throwing to him, and whoever's now throwing to him isn't Patrick Mahomes. This is a massive overspend by the Dolphins, for me. Well, I think... um, If he'd have moved to Green Bay to replace Devonta Adams, I'd be like, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, but they haven't got any money. No, but I'm just saying, for the Dolphins, what's what's the point? You've now got a glorious weapon that your quarterbacks are not really capable of using. Because Tyreek Hill makes a lot of yards after the catch. So it. when Tua throws the ball eight yards to him, you've still got a chance of getting 20 yards. Like yeah. This is the perfect signing for Tua. Really? I mean, I, 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 I agree with both of you. That doesn't make me crazy because, yes, you're right. He, you know, he, there's no way Tua is going to be able to get the long ball through him. But also, you're right in terms of he is one of the few players that can score from pretty much any point on the pitch, providing you get the ball to him. But isn't that what Jalen Waddle's there to do as well? Well, do you know what? I think this actually works out best for Jalen Waddle because suddenly he's going to be seeing <coughs> one-on-one coverage, yeah, which was not something he was getting at the end of last year. So actually, it might work out really well for him. But if I'm Tyreek, the only way I think this move has worked is because I've got my money because I've already got my ring because you're not winning another one in Miami. I don't think he's going to win another ring. Definitely not. But I think that helps Miami massively. They had nothing on offense. You know, Devontae Parker disappointing everyone but John year after year after year. You know, John takes him in fantasy every year and then just looks disappointed by week five. But I'm not taking him for three years. <laughs> but, but, but you were picking him up last taking, week. You're still taking John Ross every year as well. Of course. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, a, I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's got to come good one year. <laughs> but I think, you know, if you're Miami, you've got to put pieces around to her, take the pressure off to her. Stop making it all about Tua. He, you know, he is not Mahomes. But he could be a very serv- serviceable quarterback. You know, Drew Brees, you know, like he didn't throw the ball a very long way, did he? He just threw it to a lot of very good players. That's always been the comparison for Tua is Drew Brees. Is he's just got he's got the game sense and the field vision to be able to get the ball to receivers quickly and let them get yards after catch. I still don't think it'll matter when in week six Teddy is starting for the Dolphins because two has led them to a one and four start. <laughs> Not true. No, no, no I think um, you, 
it's it's to his year. But yeah, the, 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 for the Chiefs last year, Tyreek Hill was playing a very short game. Like he was catching the ball six, seven, eight yards away and making yards after catch. So yeah, he, he was taking the ball in the running game as well. Like he's just really good to mix up that offense. I think it's a really good signing. It may yeah. well be expensive for a wide receiver, but what are the Dolphins got to lose? Does it? I mean, it doesn't let them overhaul the bills. Yeah, what so what's say. the point? Because like they're the extra, miles behind. Yeah, but with the extra spot in the playoffs, like the Bengals got into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody was expecting that. They got to the Super Bowl. But I, I, but if I you said can get in the Jim. playoffs, it doesn't matter, does it? Because then it's no. it's only about the playoffs. But I said this to Jim. I think this guarantees that the Dolphins are the second best team on paper in the AFC East, and they've got to play the Jets twice. That gives <laughs> yeah. them a really good opportunity of getting in the playoffs. They always get one win on the. Sounds like a great idea. At well, least, at least point well made, Michael. But I just don't think it gets them anywhere near. Like, you laughed when I said that Las Vegas were contenders last year. The Dolphins is not a better team than that, even now. No, I don't know. No, well, of course not. Right, so then what's the point? Well, because you just never know. You do know. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the whole point is to try and make your franchise better. AFC Championship game for the Dolphins, yes or no? No. No. Well, no, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, but do the Dolphins get in the playoffs? Maybe. Potentially. So that's better than no chance, isn't it? But last year they were still potentially. It hasn't accelerated them any further than this year. I, I think they've but got a much better chance this year than last year. But yeah, last year weren't they seven and nine? Like Tyreek Hill can if he, you know, he could be the difference of getting you nine two, and seven. Nine yeah. and seven and you're in the playoffs. And then who and the two starts the season fit. Surely you know? the other big signing for them is as key, if not more so, if you want Tua to actually see out a 16, 17, sorry, game season. So Armstead Armstead is a much bigger signing for me. In all ways. Yeah, because that's the problem with Tua is he he doesn't stay fit. And and it's the same with Teddy. So whichever one is starting in week six, they're both brittle players. So Armstead is key for me. I think that's a fantastic, much better signing than the Tyreek Hill signing. I think you can you can look at that team now under Mike McDaniel, and you can look at that offense, and there are so many similarities to what happened, what's happening in in San Francisco. You know, they brought in a veteran tackle in, in Trent Armstead, Trent Williams. They brought in a player who you give the ball to him, get it in his hands, and, and let him do something. That's Debo Samuel. They've got two mediocre running backs, but you know, pretty decent running backs in in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. From forty to forty nine. Most start was good when he was got a yeah, bit yeah, more volume to play. It was good. Yeah. So you know, I'd expect to see a lot more from the running game. I don't. I think Tua is in a position similar to what Jimmy G is in, was in. in they the kept Gazicki as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's on the franchise tag. He's in the same position as what Jimmy is. It's like you don't. There's not as much. I don't think there's going to be as much emphasis on the quarterback winning the game as there is in, in just getting the ball into the playmakers' hands and letting them do something. I know you think for if that's the case, then they've got the best weapon in the league in, in Tyreek Hill. I still don't think he gets them over the Bills. <laughs> Doesn't get them over the Bills, but if you can get into the playoffs, quite frankly, anything who, can, happen. Anything can yeah. happen. Like The, the Bengals, Bengals were not the second best team in the NFL last year, but... Sometimes the, the the cards fall it's your form, way. It's form, isn't it? It's form, injury, yeah, all those yeah. things. You know, matchups. Like, just get to the playoffs. Then you just wait and see. 
right, so that's you're a contender if you're in the playoffs, yeah, aren't you? you are. I have an amazing analogy that I cannot say on this podcast, but I will tell you at the halftime break. I'll show that one. Um, so that's the Dolphins. What about for the Chiefs? They lose, obviously, one of their best weapons, probably next to Travis Kelsey. They do get an extra pick in the first round, and they did sign Marcus Faldis-Scantling, who isn't brilliant, certainly not Tyreek Hill level, um, but he is fast. I think he's one of the... The first round pick is key. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, okay, yes, you've lost the player, but Patrick Mahomes is probably going to have a better year than he had last year, and he wasn't terrible last year, but that was his down year. And so he can probably make MVS an 800-yard receiver. And then you've only got another... I think Tyreek Hill got 1,200 yards last exactly. year. So oh. it, because you already have the star in place, and now you're going to be able to go and pick someone in the first round, then there are five or six decent wide receivers, yeah. first round eligible see, wide see, receivers. See, strangely, I think this could be a tough year for the Chiefs. You know, like I've got them pretty high in my power rankings, which we'll come into later, because... It's They've hard to take anyone seriously who's on a chaise long. Yeah. <laughs> you look like David Brent posing like that's not a good look. Cross between David Brent and Kate Winslet at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I've got forever. They've got Mahomes, haven't they? Which, you know, In really the words of Sean Locke, that's a challenging wank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've got Mahomes, which always makes them, you know, really, you know, at the top of the power rankings because it's Mahomes. But I don't think that that franchise is in as strong as a position it was two years ago. You know, they just, yeah, they've been no, losing not. pieces here and there, you know, over the last two seasons. And, yeah, you know, it's going to happen because they're paying Mahomes, you know, $45 million a year, you know. So they haven't got the same amount of money, have they? You know, so I know the salary cap's gone up, but they're going to have to bring in new talent to go with veterans now. But you've got Valdez Catling, you've got Juju, as well, yeah, good, like, good you know, they had one, uh, they had Kelsey and Hill last year. A Juju now they have resurgence, Kelsey, Juju and Avaldis Scantling. Actually, you got, um, you got someone who can go short and a, a boat to f- stretch the field. It may not be, it may not be uh, as explosive, uh, explosive as Tyree Kill, but I mean, it's, no one is. I think it's, it comes down to man management, doesn't it? Because Juju. In his breakout year, you know, we all thought he was going to be the next Antonio Brown. You know, he, he was going to be a bit of a star, and and he he just went off the boil straight away. I believe the hype, didn't he? So it'll depend on which way he's going to go in his career. Is he is he going to be two great years and then a mediocre player, or is he a star? Let's find out. But you know, this is what this is the year to prove it if he is, because I mean, you've got the probably the most talented quarterback and. Andy Reid, you know, these things don't come, you know, very often. Uh, but, you know, he's got his chance now. He could have had it last year, but decided to be injured in F- Pittsburgh instead for less money. So, well done him. They've also got Ronald Blair, who, they signed, who the Chiefs yeah. signed of free agency. Which I think is a great signing. Who's Ronald Blair? Lionel's brother. Oh. I, I, Roland Blair. It's Ronald Blair, isn't it? I don't know who we're talking about. I, that name doesn't ring a bell. Hang on. No, Jones. Ronald Jones? Who was the one of the Buccaneers? Yeah, Ronald Jones. Ronald, Jones. Ronald Blair? Blair, Blair. The running back. Yeah, this yeah. is why yeah. I should put this, these things in the running order. This is why whenever I write, I write stuff down. Uh, I wrote a lot of stuff down. You wrote a lot of stuff down. Oh, Rojo. 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 Yeah. Ronald Blair. Rojo. Who the hell's Ronald Blair? Do you look. work with someone called Ronald Blair? No, I don't. Can we move on from Ronald, Ronald Blair? <laughs> they got Ronald Jones <laughs> <laughs> as well. Who I think is a good signing. I don't know what, like... 
when he first came into the league, I thought he was going to be really good. And again, every year he just, he has two or three games where you go, oh yeah, he's finally got it. Yeah. And then he loses it. It was the um, running backs for oh, the... don't start. For, who was this? <laughs> yeah. No, he was a running back for the Bucks who found God, you know. Well, um, Musclehamster. Martin. Doug Martin. Doug Martin. Doug yeah. Martin. <laughs> reminds me of Ronald Blair. <laughs> reminds me yeah, of... Ronald Blair. Ronald Blair. That Ronald Blair is not a running back. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, there was old man I'm pretty sure there was a defensive tackle for the 49ers called Ronald Blair. Possibly. But in yeah. essence, yeah, he, he, he flattered to deceive a lot. And again, he looked like he was going to be really good at times in his career. And then he just never quite reached his potential. And Rojo just reminds me of him. Like, you see see stuff in him that you think like, he could be a really good running back in this league. And then he just isn't. There you go. Apparently, he is a 49er defence, Ronald Blair. But, like... It's easy to get your Ronalds mixed up. Yeah, McDonald. Cooman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but the Bucks, yeah, maybe they just aren't very good with running backs because no one ever goes there and actually, like, say, Doug Martin... Yeah, he was only good in a contract year. Only good in a contract year, and you yeah. thought, oh, there's potential there. And every so often, like Leonard Fournette looks really good. Ronald Jones, every like maybe it's just. I have to think that John, you are right. Those last two years when they've had Brady, their offensive line has been pony. It's been good in pass protection. But no, like, but yeah, but, <laughs> I'm only joking. But no, but like, when have you ever thought? Uh, well, you know, even in fantasy, you thought, yeah, I'll definitely take a, a Bucks uh, running back because I want to win this year. I really like Fournette. The first year he went to the Bucks, I thought that's a great pickup. I mean, he was great once the fantasy season had picked. Yeah, he's ended. brilliant once the yeah. fantasy season I mean, Obviously, ended. the key, Ronald, was Reagan. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a theme throughout tonight's podcast. <laughs> uh, right, so... Um, the sad thing is, I when when Jim says something, I just believe him. So I went, he's Sam yeah. Ronald Blair. I was like, yeah, great. I just, I, I just thought I was being a bit retarded because I had no idea who this player was, but turns out I was right. Yeah, it's fair. It's first time for everything. Um, so the Jets were the other team that were in for Torrick Hill, and they obviously lost out. Um, and the rumor is they're still uh, they're still in the market with top notch wide receiver, with several big names being banded about. So so far, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, who are the two are in contract years, um, so they could be moved on to yield more money. Giving Zach base. giving Zach Wilson a top notch wide receiver would be like giving Douglas Bard a roller skate. What but, is the point? Well, what's the point of not? Like you've had Sam Darnold there, who had a dross at wide receiver. So you made you made that mistake once. <coughs> so surely to help Zach Zach Taylor, I, yeah, I surely the key, surely the key was there to help Zach Taylor. Can I have Zach it? Wilson? Zach Wilson. Jesus you Christ! You said Taylor. <laughs> no, I didn't. What the fuck is going on? This is you're, why you're, you're collapsing. Yeah, I know this. Um, no, the, the the point here is the mistake they keep making is at the quarterback position. <coughs> and that's the one they've got correct. Doesn't matter what right wide receiver you put around him, he isn't going to be any good. I, I think you're being a bit harsh. No, I'm always well. harsh on him, but I, I'm also usually right. Right, he won't be a rookie a rookie quarterback after this season. So you know, next honestly, season, I thought at the end of the season you saw a real step on. You know, you didn't just see him fall apart at the end of the season. You know, he, he made some good throws. You can't tell me he's any more of a right off than Lawrence. Oh, I can. I, I don't know about that. Because he started further back than Lawrence. But they didn't show anything different, those two, last season. No, and I was extremely harsh on Lawrence as well, because he should have shown more. And, and so was I. But the point is, I, I don't think you can write him off. And, yeah, why wouldn't... Like, at the end of the day, if it's not going to be Wilson, you still need a quarterback. 
Yeah. And they they still need somebody to throw to. You are trying to build a football team. Papa, I, Papa Joe Flacco, as he referred to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Jags are uh, uh, an abysmal organisation, but Zach Wilson would have killed for someone like uh, a Jones. Because he's got... Yeah, very, true, he's got, he's true. He's got bugger all. Like, Elijah Moore was good. Elijah Moore was great. He played, played for like four games at a top level and got injured. They brought Corey Davison, who's a good number two, yeah. but didn't show anything because there's not a proper number one there. So why not bring in a, a Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf is the other name. You don't think they're going to really back. struggle to attract someone? It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, it does matter. No, That's why they haven't no, got no, Tyreek. No, it doesn't matter in terms of trade, in terms of a trade, because none of those players, they're all on rookie contracts. So there's, there's no, uh, no trade clause, in any of those contracts. So they put an offer on the table, they'll get them. Okay. They might have to try and then spend the next year negotiating a longer term deal. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, you can you can if you you can't judge Zach Wilson and then go well, you were shit because you couldn't throw the ball to Baxton Berrios. I think I think DK Metcalf, what's he got to lose? Well, this is it. There's there's nothing left in the in the Seattle, is there? You have got Tyler Lockett there as well. They don't, you know, it's a waste to have both of them there. So, I think that one makes some sense to me. I, I think Debo and AJ Brown, they're both looking to, you know, yeah, they're looking to get paid, but they're also looking to, to win titles, aren't they? Like, they are two of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, I think they're... DK Metcalf's not in their league, I don't think. No, I think they're both too important to the franchises they're in for them to move on. And you could say the same about Tyreek Hill, but I think Tyreek Hill's at the other end of his career where at 28, you're probably likely to see a drop off over the next couple of years. I mean, for 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 Debo and AJ, year, probably. probably for Debo and AJ, it probably doesn't hurt to have some sort of trade talks and um, improve your contract. So, um, they, you know, I'm sure there's an agent somewhere talking it up, but I'm sure that I, I don't. Is. I for DK Metcalf, I don't see why not because Seattle just looks toxic at the moment. Why not? Why not move to like New York? Seems Nicer than Seattle. New Jersey. Yeah, well, you know, it's fine. All right, let's take a quick look about who's left in free agency and where they'll go. So this is according to NFL.com, as written by Greg Rosenthal. Top 10 free agents currently left are Tyron Matthew, Odell Beckham, Stephen Gilmore, Dwayne Brown, Bobby Wagner, Jadavian Clowney, Calais Campbell, Melvin Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Jarvis Landry, and I got all those names right because I wrote them down. Nice. Doesn't doesn't mention Ronald Franco, does he? No, number 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 twelve is Ronald Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a comeback. Yeah. But well, yeah, let, let's eliminate the easy one. Gronk will only play for the Bucks. He won't play anywhere else. So it's Bucks or bust. He'll just have a summer off and come back. And yeah, he's not going to go to training camp, is he? Yeah. Why well, would you pay Beckham whilst his knees fucked? He's he get he, cheap. I've, yeah, Get him and cheap see, when he comes back. You don't know how good he'll be. See, now, if I was the Jets, I'd be saying to Odell, you know, like, you've made your money. We need a... a he loved being in New York. you made your New money. Jersey. You've got your ring. And and there is a player that would elevate Zach Wilson. So maybe they should be pursuing that. Because he's, he's on the market and other teams are wary because of the injury. So they could get value... And he could be an absolute stud on that team because there's no one to compete with. I think Beckham will hold out for even if he has to wait till the kind of back end of the season. He'll be in yeah. you know, recovery anyway. He'll just try and join a um, a team that's about to, 
Well, it, it will. It'll be a team that he thinks might be able to win the Super Bowl. If it's the Rams, great. If not, it'll be somebody else, won't it? Yeah. You know, and he'll go on a deal where he gets paid highly incentivized to go through the playoffs. He's not going to go and play for the Jets. No, fair enough. It is fair. But, but yeah, you know. I heard a crazy rumour that Beckham and Landry both could go back to the Browns now that Baker's not the, not the <laughs> quarterback. Well, they need wide receivers. Yeah. Because Deshaun Watson's got no one to throw to. So it's possible, I suppose. Stefan Gilmore, for me, I, I think the ideal landing spot is back at the Patriots. Niners, obviously. Because, well, I was just going to say, because the Patriots have allowed JC Jackson to leave. They they didn't want Gilmore to leave, but they weren't prepared to pay him the exuberant money he wanted. Well, now he's earned that money. You could well see him back there. He was brilliant at the Patriots. So it's a fit that we know works. And I wouldn't be surprised if he went back there. Couple of him with Malcolm Butler. Well... Yeah, I mean, that's a, a random thing, Malcolm Butler turning back up off after a year off, isn't it? But yeah. Matt, Matt Patricia, he just signs what he knows. I don't care. If he plays as well as he always played for us, that's fine. Yeah. Fine by me. Tyron Matthew, I'm surprised he's still out there. Like, He's a great player. He, he's great. Okay, he's on the older side of wrong side. Never gets injured. 30. Never gets injured. <laughs> absolutely bulletproof. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> what? Lean Sorry. into it. Lean into it. All make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprised I pronounced his name right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a player who seriously he can add leadership to a team. But I don't know, presumably he's asking for too much money for a safety. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe he's just you know seeing his options. You know, it's still quite a bit to go before the season. Yeah, these players yeah, are not in yeah. a rush, are they? They've already made plenty of money. They just want to be in the right landing spot. That's it. Yeah. Wait and see who gets shaken up where and then try and pick a team that's going to contend for the Super Bowl. I'm just happy that Bobby Wagner made it away from the Rams and he didn't sign him. I'd quite happily see him leave the NFC West. I actually find the Jarvis Landry one quite... I find that one odd. Yeah. I, I, I think... He's still massively untapped potential. I still think he's he's potentially one of the best receivers in the NFL, but it never quite he's never quite a hundred percent there, is he? It always yeah. seems like he reaches ninety percent of what he can do and doesn't blossom like a Beckham did last year. It doesn't quite go over the he's line. Still, like his quarterbacks for his career have been Tannehill, Tannehill and Mayfield. Great. Didn't I see something like Jarvis Landry? Did he go third round in the end? No, I think it was second. Was it second? But it, hasn't he had the most catches of anyone in his draft class? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, he's had a good career. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, is he's that, never been the star. Ten percent. He's yeah. a good player, but and he's short, isn't he, for a wide receiver yeah, these days as well? So yeah, you need a good foil for him. I agree with John. Though. I don't think he's had that much quality at quarterback. Like, yeah. it's hard to judge him. In a way, because like it's not like he's had a Rogers or a Brady, or I think he's had Tannehill, who you know now at that point, at that point you know was a mixed bag, um, and a Mayfield who you know in his three years, you know two two were bad and one were good. You know, did Landry play with in the Jay Cutler year? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> That is, yeah. that is a but bad he, bag I mean, of quarterbacks. But he would be a good wide receiver for a younger quarterback. He's got oh, I'd love him at the Patriots. I think he'd, he'd be good at the Jets. Matt yeah. Jones. Jets, Patriots, Jags. Know, 49ers, obviously. 49ers, yeah. Not tall enough. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's very too similar to Juju. 
but you know, if, if in the arms race of the, of the West, you know, why not? Why, why isn't why not? the Chiefs? You know, yeah. rather than paying Van Valdez Scantling ten million a year. It's the same as what they're paying Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, yeah, bizarre. It's odd. Right, so it was nice to not start talking about the quarterback <coughs> position, but we should quickly mention Deshaun Watson's press conference, which happened a few hours after another grand jury refused to take uh, another criminal case against him. Um, so I've seen loads of articles and video clips saying that the whole thing felt like a funeral uh, and conspicuous by their absence were owners D and Jimmy Haslam, who had a separate Zoom briefing as opposed to standing next to the guy that they're paying $230 million. As you'd expect, Watson refuted everything and claimed his innocence. Um, though the last question that was asked to GM Andrew Barry, uh, Andrew Barry, sorry, about whether he believed Watson had done anything wrong, he refused to back him and said, "I'm not going to get into that." Now, I don't want to spend any long on that. But any thoughts here? Do we want to talk about Watson anymore? Or should we just move on? The whole approach to this was wrong. Okay, we we said before we shouldn't taint the Browns for going after the best available player when your job is to win, okay? Because they and the Falcons and two other teams Amphers, and, the Saints. and the Saints were all in on this. And there's probably another half a dozen teams that with 1% less morality would also have been in on it because he immediately improves your chances. So forget that. What I just what I would like to see is some acknowledgement of the fact that there has been a situation. These twenty two cases haven't manifested out of thin air. So fine, you can't admit any liability, but don't just flatly deny it. Just head on address it and say, look, there's a situation that we're dealing with, but we still feel that this player is going to be giving us the best opportunity to be successful in the future, and we're going to stand by him as the judicial processes take part. Don't just flat uh, and nothing's happened because no one believes that no one no, no. There's, there's four of us sitting in this room we don't believe it and there's 44 million people watch that clip of the press conference and none of them believe it either and it's a ba- that's a bad look for the Browns that's a worse look than signing the guy in the first place and it's so weak that you know, if you they had that statement the week before if they signed that statement they should have been there yeah. to yeah. back that up because quite frankly um, it's it's just weak, weak ownership to just. I mean, it's what, but it's what they do. But to just chuck him out with Andrew Barry, and like well, you know, that, you know, you've made you've you, you've been part of the signing. You've been part of the process. You've got to back this up as well. It's just um, yeah, because it's, it's just just poor all around. At the end of the day, that's none of that was happening without the, the owner sign off. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they were part of the statement. Part of the statement, absolutely not. And it's... I don't think I've ever seen a press, cons- press conference for a new quarterback where the owner is not sitting next to him beaming with, with glee that he's got kind of a new crown jewel. So, like, conspicuous by their absence, absolutely. I probably like, wouldn't mention crown jewels when Deshaun Watson's around. Probably not. Um, so, <laughs> rest of the league owner, owners are meeting in Florida as we speak. Uh, and most of them are pissed off with the Browns after resetting the quarterback mar- market. But there's also a small matter of rule changes to be discussed. I was literally writing this, this, this yeah. paragraph as this came in. Um, so playoff overtime rule has now been changed. Um, and both teams are now guaranteed a possession uh, a possession in the overtime just in uh, postseason. Um, it was proposed by the Colts and Eagles. Uh, like I said, approved earlier today. Is this a good move? Are we happy or... 
Would we want to see something different? If so, what? Would we want to see this for the post? Uh, for the- this was the best you were going to get. They were never going to put more potential game time into a regular season game. And I think that's fine because we've seen some shonky regular season games go to extra time. And we've all sat there going, oh, good, another 20 minutes of Jets versus Jags. Yeah. But what we did want to see was another 20 minutes of Bills Chiefs because that was feckin' amazing and it should never have ended the way it did. So I think, actually, for a change, the league have probably got this right. I can't literally. I've been saying the same thing. I in the regular season, I don't want to see more Lions and Bengals. Whatever you know, I'm trying to think of a shit team, but Bengals aren't, Bengals that aren't anymore. a shit team. Anymore. But Lions, Jags. We're so used to it. I know. <laughs> so, so Jim, just for my own clarity, so say you know, Chiefs Bills. Yeah, Mahomes gets the ball, scores a touchdown. Yep. Josh Allen gets the ball, scores a touchdown. Yeah. Then it's next score wins. So you revert back to. We are really, but but everybody is then at least everyone gets a chance. Yeah, yeah like just, you know. Do you, do, you, do you want to hear the other suggestion? I know there was another suggestion. Was well, another suggestion? I like the other I one. Ca- I can't remember who was it. A two point conversion suggestion. Well, wasn't it, it? Said, if the first team scored a touchdown and a two point conversion and a one point conversion, the next team had who then had the possession. If they scored a touchdown, they had to go for a two-point conversion. So it finishes the game. So it finishes the game. Yeah, but then you're still disadvantaging the second team. I still think they're doing this all wrong. What they should do is, pr- prior to the game starting, they should have kickers attempt field goals from 60 yards, best of five, and whoever wins that, when it goes to the end of like, when it goes to overtime, that's it. You, you win on a pre-decided field goal shootout. And then you know in advance who's winning. I won't lie. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I love the idea. No, because... Yeah, you're gonna get really negative football if you know that you've you've won. You've you've won. Yeah, maybe no matter no matter what yeah. happened. Like, Do you not just play the extra period? I think that as well. But like, they're trying to reduce the amount of game time. Aren't I don't. They? I know, but we're talking about just the playoffs. So in the playoffs, why don't you just play the game out? Like, yeah, maybe. So if it's a tie, just play it. Like, I don't know. I've, like then you can bring in clock management to it and all that kind of stuff. It just feels a bit like strange. We'll score a touchdown. You score a touchdown. And in essence, we're in the same place just eight minutes later. Like, I find it a bit strange. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what about if they brought a massive bin out onto the field and the punters took it in turns and you got to try and land a punt in a bin from... Like, like David Beckham yards. with that Pepsi ad on yeah. the beach all those years you ago. You've got 80-yard punt to try and get it in the bin and the first team to get one in the bin wins. I quite like that. <laughs> like, a, like a Pro Bowl challenge. They should yeah. bring out some inflatables. I like that you're Back. involving the players that don't get involved. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think that's what it should be. Like either a kick or out get the quarterbacks with the targets going across yeah. the stadium yeah. into the fans. They should. Your backup quarterback has to be able to hit a target. For the, and the target, yards. Oh, like that. the target is a punter with a helmet, and <laughs> on his helmet he's got like a traffic cone, <laughs> and he's got a cycle Cycling around. The it's the opposing punter. He's got a cycle about. The, the quarterback's got to. They play the Benny Hill music yeah, yeah. over the town hall to put yeah. everyone off. Yeah, I mean, like it. as if and if whatever happens, they've made two hundred and fifty quid uh, from you. What about playing. in the name of uh, inclusivity, fittest cheerleaders win. Not every team has cheerleaders. <laughs> no. Oh well, we should soon correct that. <laughs> That's not a problem at all. There was a, there was a London game a couple of years back where the two teams coming over didn't have cheerleaders, and there was a lot of disappointment. Not surprised. Some sort of arm wrestle. <laughs> the owners the owners have an arm wrestle yes. it's Shad Khan versus Jerry Jones 
Well, like some of them are owned by a consortium. It's like 15 men up against Shad Khan. <laughs> Every fan of okay, We're a bit close to Squid Games now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, put, yeah. Put the owner on the treadmill. The first yeah. one's a heart attack, loses. <laughs> Pistols at dawn. Nice. Keep it simple. Yeah. Classic, love it. All right. Um, also agreed that the league owners' meeting was the Bills' new stadium, which will be a 1.4 billion, 60,000 capacity stadium to be built across from their current residence and should be ready by 2026, providing they don't use the same contractors as Wembley. Um, Why does it cost so much money for a 60,000-seat stadium nowadays? I mean, I hope I'm sure it, it was like five hundred. Nice. Yeah, I know, but it was 500 million. I get inflation and everything. But 60,000 doesn't strike me as that big either. No, it's no. not that big. Like that seems like a lot of fucking money. That's the Tottenham Stadium, isn't it? That's sixty. Yeah, and that costs about eight hundred million. Yeah. Well, New York State are chipping in eight hundred fifty million of public funds. Uh, NFL and Bills are contributing five hundred fifty million. And Erie County cough, coughing up another two hundred fifty million. This is this is great news for the fact that the Bills are staying. Yeah. Because there's always been a rumor that there'll be one of the teams that would move because it's a small market team. Jim, sorry, but, is it one point four billion or one point six billion? Because you're you're. Sums don't add up. Blame the New, York State <laughs> are, New York State are giving 650 and then Erie County 250. So it's, it's... Oh, okay. So yeah, he's got his... He's got his figures ga- slightly wrong. Ga- the Guardian have given him shit figures. Sorry, I was just like, if we're putting this out to the public, we should check our maps, that's all. Well, he's also spelt, spelt the word residence as resineki, but we'll leave that. <laughs> You're writing this up next week. Yeah. <laughs> And I, do right. fu- and I do a fucking great job when I do it. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. That I don't. I just write six. I just six write six lines, six yeah. lines on a on a, talk, a talk about an iPhone note. I'm going to talk a bit about this, mate. I'll I'll, I'll just and I'll it wing out. it. Um, it's good that it's staying in New York, and I also really like the fact that it's not going to be a dome. It's going to be an open air stadium. That is a winner. Yeah, because the weather is for their advantage as well. So yeah. they should. That's what they should Absolutely. do. Absolutely, it's what the Vikings should have done as well. It's it's also um, I mean. The, the New York budget close uh, in two days' time. So basically, they've done it so no one can uh, uh, adjust Pill. the figures. Yeah, it's uh, it's election year <laughs> in Buffalo, so uh, I think uh, they might have just won the next election. But yeah, it's with it's the great. form with the form the team's in at the moment. It was the time to go and get some right investment. To do it, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Although the owner, I will say, the owner is worth uh, over five billion. You know. Make him pay for his own fucking stadium, but then I don't. I think isn't it? It's publicly owned, isn't it? You know, it's owned uh, by state. Yeah, so uh, the lease not, is not the, by the. No, yeah. The, yeah, the lease is only going to be for thir- only, only going to be for thirty years. So I'll have another stadium by we'll then. See what happens after mm-hmm. Tom Brady retires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one for Gary to sit out as he couldn't give a fuck. But the Detroit Lions are the team for hard knocks training camp this year. I for one think it's a great choice. I actually really enjoy. Uh, seeing what Dan Campbell's like in action. You um, lot are going to have just a massive Dan Campbell man oh crush man, by the end of yeah. this. Huge. Oh, I love Dan Campbell. Look the way he talks to the lads. Like, it's just going to do my head in. It's great entertainment, though, isn't it? I enjoy watching it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jared Goss' third appearance. And he was really <laughs> dull on the first two. Yeah, so that doesn't bode well. No, but it bode well if he gets beaten in training camp by, like, Tim Boyle or David Blau. <laughs> or whoever they draft. Nah, not gonna happen. It's, uh, what if they draft like Malik Willis and he turns? There is talk that they will draft a quarterback yeah, because, a, because quarterback controversy always makes hard knocks a winner. He 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 will play all this year, Goff, unless he gets injured. Yeah, probably. He doesn't get injured that much, though. No, does he? no. Your finger. 
There's always time. There's always time. Yeah, it's a, it's a reasonable choice. Dan Campbell is probably the reason they've chosen. There wasn't that many teams they could choose from this year, was no. there? No, yeah, it's, you have to. No, not have a new coach. Not a new coach. Or can't be in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, which basically left. It was about four teams, wasn't there? The Lions, Lions, Panthers. Yeah, Panthers, another one. Uh, Chargers, Chargers, Panthers. I'd like to have seen. I must admit. I'm sure there was that four. is a calamity waiting to happen. I think it's too much of a calamity. Maybe. Maybe, but yeah. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. All right, to kick off the second half, we're going to take a look at our power rankings. First time we've done this out season, but with so much going on with trades and free agency, we thought it'd be a good time to look at where each team is ranking. So, John, take it away. Who's our consensus? <laughs> Top and bottom team. So, we've... Six months until the start of the season. Ah. Our number one team is is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, three three of us went for um, them at number one. Um, Gary went for someone else. Obviously. No, it was me. No, it was oh, Michael. Really? Michael went with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like that. You always. I, I went with the Bucks because they got Brady back. I um I I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl last year. I had to <laughs> leave you? them at number one in the power. Should have mentioned that. God, I wish you, we should talk about last it. Last week, I, I wasn't here, so I thought I'd just drop that in. Um, yeah. Did you hear what you said last week on the show? I did hear some of it, yes. <laughs> it's pretty disgraceful, really. I did listen. We had to, we, we've had to uh, discipline Gary for that. Um, right, so... so Gary, slap. Do, do, do. Uh, number two is Tampa Bay. Um, who I had the works on number two. Yeah, I did as well. Uh, everyone had them at number... Well, well that's it for everyone. Everyone <laughs> apart from Griff. Well, everyone puffing Griff. Oh, and I had him at number three because I went with Bills at two, um, but everyone else went with them at three, so they are third. So, considering how we, we've kind of mentioned over the last few weeks how lopsided it is at the moment with the NFC playing second fiddles to the AFC, we've got two NFC teams at the top. I was looking. I was going through. I was like, it's it, it was strange because we mentioned yeah, oh, the, the, all the, the the arms race in the AFC with the quarterbacks, and yeah. The top two are um, Rams, Bucks, and then we've got Green Bay at number six, uh, and then uh, 49ers at number nine. Yeah, but then it. you, uh, Cowboys, 12. But it, yeah, you know, th- there's quite a lot of AFC. We discussed this a lot at the end of last season that there are four or five extremely good NFC teams, and then there are, you know, 10 AFC teams all vying to be in that top seven. I think that's the difference. It comes down to form in the AFC, whereas the NFC, there are some, you know, real giants, you know, not the actual giants because they're shit, but there's some... (laughs) Giants are in the NFC. But there's some actual, like, giants of the game, you know, and they they are still there every year. Was that a bit harsh? You are shit. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm not denying that. Jeez. Uh... No, I think we're great. And uh, no, it's. Oh, um, I didn't think you were great. No, no, no one does. Uh, so, um, to round out the top 10, so uh, Bills 3, Bengals 4, Chiefs 5, then Packers, Chargers at 7. That's high on the Chargers. You think? Yeah. I think with all the. Well, with all the moves they've yeah. made and the fact that they should have made the playoffs. I, I've, I've got them at 11. I've yeah. got well. I had them at six, which probably means why, the, why they're a bit because they've been all sort of gone oh, eight, eight, ten, eleven. Yeah. Uh, but it's just John's fault. It's my fault, but I'm happy with it because I think they're a fuck. They, 
they are, they were so disappointing last year. Like, I think if they'd have made the playoffs, they win because they are that good. But they're the Chargers, so the, what they do is they fall fall to at the last. But um, their league want... form would suggest that's not the case, John. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, but this is all about off the field. This is all off the field. <laughs> all and, on paper, you know. They have made the, some really good the, moves, but the, the, I just don't feel confident enough in them to say that they are more likely to win the Super Bowl at this point than, you know, I think there's 10 teams that are more likely to win it than them at the moment. Well, well fair enough. Uh, I think there are five. So Where uh, are the Broncos? So, on that one. we have the Browns at eight, Fort Niners at, at nine, Titans at 10, and the Broncos at 11. Um, Probably higher. I had them quite low still. Yeah, uh, two of us had them at seven, uh, which is me, me and Jim. Uh, Griff had them at fourteen, and Gary seems to have stuck his head in the sand and seems to think they're they're the seventeenth best um, 17. team. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm quite confident with that. I. Look how confident he's sitting on that sofa. He is uh, well he's been confident. sitting confidently all Look, night. You can, you can talk about what they've done, but then you can also talk about what the Raiders, you know, Griff's team, the Raiders did. Well, because, you know, they've added Devontae Adams. So, so what, you, they were ahead of the Broncos last year. So they've added Russell Wilson, who was only average Russell Wilson last year. And, like, we don't know how that's going to play out yet. Their wide receiving core was disappointing last year. I know you're in love with their running game, but I'm not. So... They've lost their tight end. They've lost a tight end. They've lost a tight end, probably their best tight end. Yeah. So, yes, they've improved, but I don't think they've suddenly... Like, I know everyone said if you add a quarterback, it changes them and it makes them an instant contender. I think there's a lot of teams that have done a lot of good work. I think it's really difficult out that side, that top 10, to pick them. And they're not a top 10 team. I think the addition of Russell Wilson to the Broncos is a has a bigger effect on the Broncos than the addition of Devontae Adams tells to the Raiders. They're a top 10 team. And they've always had a top 10 defence in terms of the quality of personnel and defence. They're better than a fit Ravens. The, the, wide, the wide receiver core has been let down by bad quarterback play. Like we, that, that's got, it's got talent. And Russell Wilson's never been keen on throwing to, to tight ends anyway. So why bother paying Noah Fant a lot of money to, when he's not going to get the ball? They've got a, a good player, a good player at tight end who I, I can't pronounce his full name, and tonight I should definitely not try to do that. But they've got a tight end, they've got a good offensive line, they've got a good defense, they have got a good running game. I don't see where you know. Yes, there is a lot riding on the fact that Russell Wilson does need to fit in, but you can say that about any of the, any of the additions made to any of the, any of the teams that we've, we've listed here. Because I'm 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 feeling the same, and I was I was tempted to put the Broncos back a bit further. Because they've got a new head coach, and you're never quite sure. But then I also think, you know, it, the same can be said about the Raiders, who have gone from, you know, the stand-in, uh, who from and you know, a few year, the, the Gruden years, to you know McDaniel, who, you know, no one's quite that confident that he's the guy. So I'm just trying to look up who the, the tight end is. Are you is. worried that Carl Nassib's gone from the Raiders? The impact that's going to have, is that what it is? I'm just saying that the Raiders are a team steeped in shit <laughs> for the last 15 years. They've had less winning, uh, winning seasons than 
the Jags and the Giants. By the way, this was only their second winning season in like 12 years. They are not a they're not a team that wins. No, Adam 15th. I'm not like I know, saying, I know, I'm, not, but, I'm just saying like they've also made moves, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in the playoffs and I think you know this is one of them those times of year isn't it where we're we're reaching for predictions, you know, and yeah. we're we're deciding what moves have made the biggest impact before we've seen them on a football pitch. So so these are going to change, you know. It's it's all, you know, it's, it's all yeah. our views on how that changes things. And that's why it's interesting because I think you'll probably get a bit more disparity right now because there's no results to base it on. Normally we I go... I say I agree with Gary. You know. Oh, God, you know. You should see the pain look on Gris' face. That would be the eye infection yeah, that's really eye. killing me at the yeah. moment. Tits. Um, I wish. Um, but yeah, uh, so we have the Cowboys between the Broncos and the Raiders. The, there's a few teams we had... We've obviously had a bit of doubt between ourselves. So the Cardinals range from 9th to 20th. Wow, who had them 20th? That would be me, Ted. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they, they currently sit behind the Raiders in the 14th. Um, the Ravens range from 10th to 21st. Who had them 21st? The man rubbing his face. Wow. With a fit Lamar. Is man, he? Man rubbing his stinker. I think he will be, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Um, and it's always more fun should we go to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, Paul. We'll trust John. <laughs> we'll reach around. And the 30, in 32nd place, it's the Houston Texans. Everyone? Nope. So uh, one person put the Jets in last. Hi there. This guy. Um, he had the Texans in 26th. Um, wow. Um, the that? Jets, generally... I think they're a better organisation for moving on from the Deshaun Watson scandal. I would agree with that, but I, still <coughs> think, I, I think don't think they're a very good organisation still. No, probably Maybe not. after the draft you might be able to move them up, but right now, yeah. And the thing is, we have to, we're going to have to do this again after the draft because some teams are going to make some horrible decisions. Uh, I'm sure and we'll and, all be wrong again and whatever so yeah uh, 31st New York Jets 30th New York Giants 29th Jacksonville Jaguars 28th Panthers 27th Seattle Seahawks 26th Detroit Lions and then 25th Falcons 24th Washington 23 Bears 22nd Saints and 21st New England Patriots so you know, um, that's such a dangerous pick with the Patriots. I know we've all gone around that twenty mark. We've all gone around. That is going to come back and bite us in the ass. That is. I you. don't know if it why will. they're comfortably the third best team in the AFC. They're comfortably in the bottom third of teams in the AFC. You know what? I was so close between the Dolphins and Patriots, but one nineteen and one twenty. I think it's pretty close between those two teams. Well, the Dolphins are eighteenth. Um, high. So in between the Dolphins, high, you've got the actually, Eagles no, and the Vikings, and. Um, to round out the teams, 15th Ravens, 16th Steelers, 17th Colts. But yeah, um, Patch Patriots, 19, 20, 20, 22. So uh, it's like and you the know roster. I went of everyone. You know that was me. Yes. <laughs> the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, but um, the, the roster never, the last couple of years, it never it looks impressive, but it's still got Bill. Well, yeah, yeah I've said before, I'm not. Do you remember 
well, you don't, but you've seen how Tom Landry sleepwalked into the end with the Cowboys. I get the feeling with Bill, it's the same thing. Like, the league is moving on. He's not able to communicate with these younger players as effectively, which Tom Brady was doing for him. It may not be that he can only win with Brady, but he can maybe only communicate effectively with Brady. And now he doesn't have that link. It's like Landry. Like, by the time we got to the early 90s, the Cowboys players were like, who's this old guy in the hat? And it didn't work. He lost his last four seasons. Jerry Jones came in, took the team over, and hoofed him out of his office on the same day. And he'd been there since 67. Mm. He was the only yeah, coach I, they'd ever had. I, I get the point. I, I would say that there was a longer gap between the Cowboys winning Super Bowls yes, than absolutely. it has been with Bill. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think Belichick still has that still had that reverence. Oh, in terms he, he's of got like as many players. years there as he wants. Yeah, younger players remember him winning. Yeah. So any any player drafted by the Patriots. The, uh, next month, sorry, is still going to have quite vivid memories of the Patriots being strong and being good. Whereas I think yeah. back in the day, the Cowboys, it was like a you know, gap. Of like you can have all the something. coaching ability you like if you cannot communicate it to the players you've got in your team. I agree with that. It won't work. And, no. and I'm just wondering if that's what's happening. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> I, I nearly had the Falcons a bit lower, I have to admit. You know, they've got a backup quarterback um, to lead the franchise. Speaking of which, you see that um, Blake Bortles has signed a futures contract with New Orleans. Nice. He's the fourth choice quarterback oh. on the Saints. <laughs> Just saying, thought I'd bring you that bit of news. <laughs> you did but miss there, that bit there of news is that Saints signed Andy Dalton to there is contract there is al- almost nothing that's at that Falcons that. team, is there? Other than Patterson, there is literally yeah. nothing there. Patterson, there's a tight end. Patterson, Pitts, Pitts. and Mariota. Yeah. There's I mean, Patterson and Pitts. That's, that is literally <laughs> it. Yeah. It's like, it's Mario's going to be amazing. It's awful. The O line's not good. Defense it's, isn't great. It's really uh, like I nearly put them. Like, I almost, had, I I almost like, had them thirtieth as well. Yeah, I think they could I have a really no yeah. Ridley, no Gauge. You know, quite high. Yes, someone went quite high on the, yeah. on the Falcons, but he's a, but he's yeah. a. Where did you put him? Twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah. Wow. No, that was a mistake. I, he I, was I, quite high on the signing of Ronald Blair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll do one after the draft uh, because this is still really early, but we're just, it's, um, it's, it's just uh, good fun to see uh, after free agency because um, I think we've missed something here. We were all waiting to find out from Gary how Brian Flores is getting on working at Tesco's. <laughs> yeah. You're high, just fine, yeah. thanks. You're good, yeah. Good pick. Direct. Solid Good. start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is, he que- is he questioning management yet? <laughs> no need. No need. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'd like to say that 4th Inch has had a brilliant idea for stuff we could talk about during the off-season, but alas, yeah, only the worst thing has come out of him, and it was actually his wife that came up with the ingenious idea of Snappy Snaps. Trademark and definitely nothing to do with photography. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, there was. You, did you see there something is. called Snappy Snaps? Don't there? mention Snappy Snaps. <laughs> I, I was in Milton Keynes the other day, and I, I was like, it's I wonder if it's still a, it's, it's still a going franchise. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, no, it is honestly. Yeah, there's one in. We um, used to send off those little little, little tubs. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, disposable cameras. Well, yeah. anyway, it, it was a very lonely looking shop. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, so the off-season is the one chance we get to dig a little deeper into some select subjects. So in the future, we're going to release these as one-off shows. But to trial it, we thought we'd scare Gary, who loves a bit of research, and do one now. So I give you, how the hell do you fix the Washington franchise? So this is a franchise steeped in scandal over the last few years. And 
Some of their recent greatest hits include the NFL investigation of owner Daniel Snyder into allegations of sexual misconduct in the workplace, the previous investigation that the commies did themselves, which no one seems to have anything on, except the few emails from the 650,000 emails which wound up with John Gruden losing his job. There's also a DEA investigation of one of the commies' athletic trainers. There's the ill-timed retirement of club legend Sean Taylor's number 21 jersey and the decision to place the 21 logo on the visitor side of the field, after which Matt Jackson Mahomes did a nice TikTok dance on. Um, Washington's currently last in total attendance behind even the Jags. And then there's America around a quarterback, which saw the commies blow their load early and pay what now seems like a high price for Carson Wentz. So how do we go about fixing the Washington Commanders? Where do you start with a dumpster fire of a franchise? Well, it's probably not much of a surprise. You start at the top and you cut off the head. And um, Schneider, quite frankly, um, uh, I've got to keep. I've got to stop saying this because I've said this about Gettleman and Watson. But they're just in in a cannon, shit, shoot him to the moon or something. Just fuck him off. Do you not think that that is that is too basic? What you what this team requires is a nineteen ninety five style Cleveland Brown exit. The team should be forced to relocate run it to a new franchise position, and then if a new ownership group applies for a franchise five years later in Washington, it should be the top of the list of considerations for expansion or taking over from another franchise because they are so toxic. <clears throat> Staying where they are with the foundation pieces they've got, you, you cannot rinse this clean. It is stained forever if that's how you want to look at it. It just is. And only moving it on... I mean, ev- they've even fucked up the name change. None of us can even bring the word commanders to come out of our mouths because it's such a terrible name. And you've missed out on red pandas and it's it's bullshit. <laughs> so they should move it and I'd, whether they bring it to London as a franchise or one of the... San Diego. Yep, San Diego. You should go Lewis. to San Diego. Yeah, there's yeah. all these different places that deserve a franchise that had no actual problems in the backgrounds. They, they just ran out of money or their stadiums were a bit old. Well, Washington Stadium is also the worst one now in the league yeah, by, by so fan so. review. Didn't, didn't somebody nearely die there last yeah. year? Bits of the stadium fell on a plate. Oh, yeah, who was yeah, yeah. Hurts? It was yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't me. But, <laughs> so there's nothing going for it. And as, a, as an actual concern, it should just be packaged up and shipped out a la Cleveland 95. Well, these yeah. were meant to be in-depth conversations, but I think we've summed up. Sorry, I wasn't trying to kill it. I mean, obviously you can you can draw from that what you like, but surely that's where you have to go with this. If 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 the NFL does a, an in-depth research and finds out that something is this toxic, they should say, right, we are forcing you to sell your franchise. Like, uh, what was his name in the NBA? Oh, the, <coughs> the really racist fellow that owned the, a team. Yeah, owned the Clippers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I want to say Silver, but that's the name of the uh, commissioner. Not, yeah, me with names today is not a good thing. To I can't remember, and that's really embarrassing because it was in my head. But they basically forced him to sell. Now, the Clippers stayed as the Clippers, but the NFL could say, no, do you know what? We're suspending... Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, thank you. Sterling We're, Silver. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're yeah. suspending um, the operation just like they did with the Cleveland Browns. And you can apply... Someone can apply to reinstate the Washington football team, commanders, red pandas, whatever you want to call them, with all their history and stuff, five years from this point. But for now, you can't have a franchise there. And you know what? Very few people would object if they did that. And it's a massive thing to do, but it's what's required. And it would make teams then sit up and go, we have to sort our stuff out. We cannot 
lose what we are. And that is what the league is threatening with us. And, and, and they should do. It's, it's crazy. The fact that John Gruden is really the only person who lost his job after this investigation. Now, what he did was terrible. But he's got absolutely nothing to do with no, the franchise. Uh, and what the franchise has been accused of is equally as terrible. It might not be exactly the same thing, but they're all reprehensible things they've been accused of. Why is one man shouldering the blame for all of this? It's crazy. You have to hold the franchise itself accountable. And that's it. As far I, yeah, as I just don't understand how these investigations take so long. Uh, like, I get there's a lot of data, but if all the data says the same thing, like... How much do you need? Like, you know, right, okay, so there's, you know, sexual mispractice, racism, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, how much ever, like... Didn't Kirsty accuse you of sexual mispractice? Chance of a fine thing, he says. <laughs> Garrett's making an important point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I couldn't let it go. It's because Paul's not but, here. He'd be looking at me like, <laughs> sexual mispractice. But my point is, is... How has this investigation rumbled on for what nearly two years? Sue Gray's one in it. Ha! <laughs> the fine, the the fines have just come out, John. But I don't know. Are they hoping it's just going to go away. It makes me wonder what Goodell is going to do. Whether he's actually got the balls to to do it. He's employed by the thirty-one owners plus yeah. whoever technically is working on behalf of Green Bay, and and that makes you think that uh, nothing's really going to happen. And that's, and that's, that's not okay. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Because they're all, all like-minded people. But Arshad Khan, they all pretty much look the same. I'm not going to beat around the bush there. They're all billionaire old white men. What about the lady that owns Detroit? Or did she... Was it Martha Firestone Ford? Yeah, it's still Martha, Martha Ford. But right. But on the whole... On the whole, they're old, all old rich white, white guys. Rich white guys. Yep. So you're right. They're all going to... It's They're all part of the same club. And they all own this one big organisation. They don't want to do wrong by one of their own, even though that person has done wrong. And I completely agree with you. And it's what I said at the start. It's a when you when you when you peel back a little bit. And I only did a little bit of research. And it's pretty easy to, if you type into Google Washington scandal or Washington football scandal because Washington scandal is a different thing. But if you type in Washington football scandal, you get a whole list of articles. Were you, were you reading up on Watergate? Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's got nothing to do with the comics. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Um, it's a dumpster fire of a franchise, and you know, I agree. It's take it take it's taking too long, and realistically, the only way to, I think, kind of Griff's suggestion is extreme. I, I can't see that happen. I think more likely is that Dan Snyder will be forced to sell at some point. I think that's the only way that they can move on, or, or forced to resign as. CEO or chairman or whatever he's, it is. I think he's already handed, yeah, he's, he's handed a, controls over to his wife. Or yeah, sorry. So that, I mean, but that's bullshit. We all know that's bullshit, right? We all know that he's still the he's still the power. In, in, in I don't know. I handed control to my wife, and she rinsed me solid for four well, years. You're not Dan Snyder. <coughs> no, thank God for that. Yeah, quite. I've never been accused of sexual mispractice. All right, so <laughs> let's. <laughs> Organizational qualms aside, let's move on to the playing side of of, of the franchise. You know, they brought in Carson Wentz. Like I said, oh, they, <laughs> they were so <laughs> premature. I mean, they, geez, honestly, you, they failed the look, shoot at stage one. You look at every quarterback trade that's happened since then. I mean, they're probably never in a chance. They're never going to get to Sean Watson. He was never going to go there. 
and put, I don't know. Putting like, toxic, toxic it, on toxic. It, it, seems, a, it seems quite an uh, a Deshaun Watson kind of organisation. Um, but, you know, they missed out on Matt Ryan. They've missed out on Baker Mayfield, realistically. I'm sure there's others I'm, I'm forgetting. Carson Wentz is the guy. What do you do to build around him and hope that he can at least kind of make it competitive going into December? You don't do anything. No, you save money by you, doing you, fuck you, all. You save money, you finish with the first overall pick and you replace Carson Wentz because you've dug yourself a massive trench that you're just filling with corpses. It's and terrible. It's and a it, terrible, And if terrible you're going to put your legal costs against the against <laughs> the, the franchise, you're going to need to save some money, aren't you? Because that's going to be very expensive defending all this. Carson Wentz isn't worth building around. No, we've, we've I don't know why yeah. they've just decided that this was the way to go. I know he's not the only problem that happened with the Colts last year, but by and large, he needed to win one of the final four games, and he couldn't. Like they were rolling, they had a terrible start. They rolled through the middle of the season. The final game, they needed to beat the Jags. Yeah, they needed to beat the Jags, and he could not move the ball. One hundred and forty-nine yards he got in a game against the Jags. It was the least yardage they'd given up all season by miles. Because he couldn't do anything. He's ineffective. He's backup level quarterback at this point in his career. He's he's dropped off the cliff. And it's not saying he can't start, but he's not gonna pull a terrible franchise back to respectability, is he? I think I think this year they just they just need to tank, don't they, really? In all seriousness. Because next year's quarterback class is better. better yeah. Yeah. So they need to tank. And, but in all in all they seriousness. They should be working on the lines. It, it, you know, and I, building the foundations of the team, shouldn't they? See see you laughed earlier, but I, I would take Marcus Mariota over Carson Wentz any day of the week right now. Of course nah. you would. <laughs> Mariota is easily have, a better quarterback right now. Where do we have the, the Washington football team in our power rankings? I had them the lowest, I think, didn't I, John? I'm better. Twenty seven right or twenty eight, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I had them I had them twenty ninth. I had them twenty fifth. So they're gonna be in around that range. It, so they're gonna be in let's say they they're gonna be Top ten, maybe a top five draft pick next year. I think they could be worse. They fell apart last year. I think the Giants could be better than the Skins this year. Yeah, and worse shit. The problem they've got is they've got a good coach. And yeah, I just called them. I just, them the, I just called that. them the Skins, and none of you even batted an eyelid. No, because it's a better name than the Commons, <laughs> and it's a, it's a terribly racist name. So that tells you all they've managed to do there. Well done. The thing is, though, <laughs> what didn't? I mean, Wentz had a running game. He had the he had. The semblance of a line actually, I still, still underperform, but he had a line. He didn't, ha- he's the receivers at Indianapolis are a bunch of number twos. He does have Thomas, scary Terry, scary Terry, Thomas. Did Miss McKissick, do you just, did you just involve it. Logan Thomas, who's always injured? But I'm saying when, when, when he's he played, fit, he was he's that means brilliant. that means absolute shit because he is true. never on the field, but, he is like the opposite to. To Tyron Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> but still, fair I'm, I'm, but it is fair comment. But I'm, you know, as of as of the moment, he is fit. He will put in, you know, whatever. what in the off season. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if if you judge, don't, don't win championships in uh, March, John. I know, but but you know, I'm just saying. I'm just being a dick. Let's, I know. Let's assume he has receivers. I mean, he also doesn't have. Um, you know, he doesn't have Brandon Scherf this year, which is a massive loss for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Brandon Scherf wasn't that the name of the uh, the pet in Thundercats? If you uh, look that up, Snuff, Snuff, Snuff. That was his name, Snuff. Okay, oh, pretty close. Thank you. But yeah, 
like he, he, it's a shame that he's got receivers this year, but he's probably going to have a second and a half to throw to them. And, that, and that's the thing; they should just be building the both lines, offensive, defensive line. I sound like Jim, like a broken record. Get the big men in. But that's what they should be doing. And then they should just... You haven't mentioned Ed Rushers yet. <laughs> or anyone called you know. Ronald. <laughs> Ronald Blair, get him in. Sign him up. Defensive line. Quality player. Are they, are they a defensive end or are they an Ed Rusher? Because uh, it always confuses me with James. Do, do you think it's a case of rehabilitating the franchise as opposed to moving it then? Is my view too extreme? I think... I, I don't think your view's too extreme. I just think... Like, you can say that's what you would do, that's fine. Yeah. I just don't think that is what would happen. And if that isn't going to happen, how do you realistically do it? Because, you know, I love pie in the sky, but, you know, that's... um. You love pie. I love I, pie. I, I, yeah, I agree with Gary. I think... I agree with you in terms of, like, yeah, I think that's probably the right thing to do. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think even forcing Daniel Snyder to sell... I think is going to be a long shot. Do you not think then the league has to appoint a CEO, someone who's probably of a diverse background, as appointed and agreed by the other clubs, right, we need Washington to sort their image out because it's bad for the league. We're appointing this person as the CEO and this person is in charge of all the recruitment and everything and a complete restructure over two years. Can't and we will do reassess. Because they're independent organisations, yeah, aren't they? Well, they're not, are they? They're all part of the no, same but they group. are. So they every are. time Washington takes a hit, it hits the whole league because they're all. And I get it. that, but it's happened in the past. Somebody the, owns on them. the sporting side when teams have been. Re- like, I will say here, the Giants were were an absolute dumpster fire for the seventies. In late seventies, they the N- NFL appointed them a general manager because they were so bad that they needed to do something, and then this guy turned them around. And if it's, it's not the nineteen seventies though. But I'm also but I'm I'm saying it's because as well, potentially they're not bad enough at the moment. Like they're on the sporting side, they're just an average middling team. Like if they were really, really shit and actually really embarrassing, yeah. they might be for stuff go in. They're just not bad enough. Yeah, they've got a decent enough head coach. You know, yeah, yeah. And this, um, this is what John's saying. Know, that coach, they're almost not them. bad enough. Yeah. But the the league, because it's a franchise system, the league can actually apply far more rules and changes than you would believe because every franchise is linked to every other franchise. So if 31 other franchises say, hang on a minute, this is tarnishing our reputation and costing us money, we want to change it, then they can vote that through as a resolution. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they won't. They probably won't, but you were asking... What should yeah. they do? What and should they do? If you can't change it, you must rehabilitate it. That's how it works. That's, that's I, I think um, you know there should definitely be some kind of some stuff put in place over the next few years that if they don't hit or they don't achieve, that then there's you know kind of sanctions or whatever that come against the team. You know because that's another way to make them do it, isn't it? You know, do you do you impose a cap hit if they don't achieve? You know some progress around culture and you know whichever whatever you want to do you take stuff away from them as well to to force them to to improve as an organization i think there's different ways you can do it i can see that that sort of stuff happening you know more likely actually if i'm honest yeah how do you how do you measure culture because do you do it by the well i haven't just come up with a smart target now because i haven't done any research i'm just saying like that's it's it's a nice thing but a cult Culture is is a really hard thing to define and target, unlike sporting performance. So it's it is. But even if you go with like you know, 
ethnic diversity of the team, you know, stuff that they've done in the community, you know, except you can put stuff yeah, in yeah, place. Yeah. I know. I, but, yeah. I, I haven't like specified it right now. Well, I, I haven't done a hundred day plan or anything. So, well, we've but we've done some research here <laughs> um, for this. No, uh, but it, it's it, it, everything we say is going to sound pie in the sky because we've not seen it before. But this is the Only time. Only pie in the sky because the league is not brave enough to make a stand and, that and make is it. change. And it should. It absolutely should because this Washington team is toxic to the other 31 franchises. So this brings, I mean, it kind of rounds into a conversation we're having last week around Deshaun Watson. It's the morality is in sport, right? It, it's, are, <laughs> it, why do we say in sport? It's morality. Yeah, okay. No, Stop that's, saying that's, in sport. We, we go on about, well, morality. Sports shouldn't be the moral arbiter. Who gives a shit? It's can, what is the morality? Yeah, of no, it? You, you make you, Why, you make a fair yeah. point, John. But that, that's what we're that's what we're kind of discussing in terms of like what is it? What do you what do we want them to do? Do we want them to be a, a sporting organisation with the right moral compass, or do we want them to win football games? Well, not, at the moment they're doing I mean, neither. At the moment they're doing neither because they're shit on 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 the football field. But you know you can't. A bit, they're not doing shit enough for us then to say, oh, they need a whole, they need an arbitrator to come in and say, well, you're running this organisation badly from a football point of view. But are we saying that they, they need an arbitrator to come in and pretty much clean slate on what is an, a culture of, as far as I can tell, sleaze and, and God knows what yes. else? Because you, you're right, it's difficult to measure, but then... Like, where does the NFL draw the line between football and morals? Well, we know they'll draw the line when it hits the bottom line. So it's hitting the bottom line in terms of, like, they've got the lowest attendance in the yeah. whole league. And when you look at some of the teams that finished below uh, Washington last year, for me, that's astounding. Like, the Jaguars were a dumpster fire. We couldn't sell tickets for $3. <laughs> but yet you still got more attendance. You still got more attendance. Than Washington, and yeah, perhaps some of it is the stadium. It is pretty much in decay now. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the league, but it's still like I mean, there's a there's a big fan base there. I yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's a it's a franchise with a lot of history. Um and oh, what was it lately? But um, sponsors, like if as well the the, the corporate element of it, if they pull out because. You know, FedEx don't want to probably have a uh, a field associated with a bunch of sex pests. Um, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. And that's when it hits the bottom line. It's going to take FedEx to pull out. It's going to take Nike to say we don't want. We don't. Our, we we're don't not selling tick. your shirt. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to sell your shirts, and we don't want our, our Nike tick on on your. How shirt. long has it been going on? All that all that's gone. If they do it now, it's just going to be like, oh yeah, well, you know, now a few more emails have come out, then we'll do something about it. It's like. All that I think is, you, you can spend a long time looking backwards, yeah, and that might make you feel better, like yeah, in like punishing the franchise and the owners and everything. It will make you feel better, and it may well be you know valid, but really, all that really matters is how it moves forward, isn't it? You know, because we don't live in the past, we live so, in the present. <laughs> so this brings us back to Gris point: is like just have a clean slate, get rid yeah. of it all. Yeah, no. turns out I was right all along. So we've oh. got this, the San Diego Red Hogs. 
Red pandas. Red pandas. I prefer uh, hogs, but... You know. Yeah, whatever. Not commies. I mean, they could change it completely. They did when the Oilers moved to, to Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, or, or when Cleveland became or, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, is, which is my whole point. It, their, their only way to mop this mess up is to completely eradicate it and start again. Right, so there you go for our first snappy snaps. We got rid of one organization and started a new one, potentially in on the West Coast when the team plays in the NFC East. But so does Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> what can you do? Exactly, it's fine. All right, anyone else got anything else for this evening? Otherwise, that's all we've got time to say, and we'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>